When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met, fellow adventurer. So we're going back to Proving Grounds for the Troll Hunter. So last time, we f we found the people we were looking for. We found Jewig. We found his huntsman. But it turns out first, we had to fight six gigantic wolfmen and... And a huge troll, which we later discovered, were them. And I hope I hope there's no hard feelings about this. Probably not. I mean, I mean, it's when 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 you go in the wild, this sort of thing just happens. So now we move on to part ten, the enemy revealed, because we 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 know there's a bad guy. We know he has mind control powers, generic, various generic magical skills, making magic traps, animating those arms, those floating arms that kill you, and doing, and we know he can transform people into wolves or trolls. A bad guy, and he's hmm. and apparently he likes to collect people using those mind control and transformation powers. You know, as villains do. But anyway, who this villain is, or any particular motives other than I assume power. Power is generally a generally a good motive because power's fun. Yes. Now, gentlemen, and even and even in what power? Power is usually for something. So, yeah. Well, they say it's for something, but often it's just the something is just an excuse you make up so you can have power. Right. The scenario is called more than meets the eye. Oh dear. <laughs> Begins now. A recap of the most recent events. When the others have departed, Jig turns to you and tells you that if you choose to remain by his side, you'll be putting yourself in grave danger, which, of course, I don't care about. I will now out for you as plain as I can, he says, but I can't ask this of you. I'll gladly accept your help. Believe me, I will, but I can't ask you for it. We assure Jig that you needn't, he needn't ask for your help, and he, he puts such... Talk to an end. He smiles and meets you in a shoulder cross as the relieved look passes over his face. Then allow me to. Without warning, Jig slams slams the palm of his white hand into your shoulder. The staggering force of unexpected blows sends you spurling to the fore of the 
of the glowing chamber as a wide arc of lightning erupts out of the blue and passes directly through the space you occupied only a split second ago. An unblinking gaze fixed on the tall arch whence the attack came. He draws his sword. His unblinking gaze. He draws his sword and with left hand reaches down and helps you to your feet. And now the adventure continues. The snake and the hero sneers the half staff wielding man as he and three others step into the chamber pausing just beneath the arch. I don't wonder. Does your friend know your true skin, Jirag? Or perhaps you answer more readily to Oh, Orsguig! Jirag glares contemptuously at the men and tightens his grip on the hilts of this blade. And you, hero, scoffs the unfriendly but now familiar face. Why don't you ask your friend why he's so effective? Hunting and killing trolls. Ah, but perhaps you already know. Leave him out of this, says Jake flatly. I know what you want, Arspurok. Nan laughs and leans on his wooden shaft. Staff. He, he, he reaches up and fingers a copper medallion dangling from the chain around his neck. Curiously note that it appears that half the medallion is missing. What I want, Aras Gwig, is for the insipid veil you hide yourself behind to lift. Growls, holding forth the half-completed medallion at the end of the chain. I carry only half my father's bequest. Bequest. And it blackens his legacy to know that a murderous snake still holds on to that to which he bears no rightful claim. Give me what is mine, and this ends here and now. What makes you think I even have it? says Jig, boldly stepping towards the four men. And why would I ever hand it to the likes of you? You are always a simple fool, sneers the man, letting the medallion drop against his check. The other half is bound to you, as this half is bound to me. It cannot be taken from you unless you will it, while you still draw breath, that is. Dewey glances at you, and then returns his steely gaze to the man he called Asbarok, but he does not speak. My patience wears thin, Osgarag, the man continues. Unlike you, I've no desire to spill the blood of my own kin, through to claim the honour of my father's legacy. Ah! father's legacy. I will gladly take that which I seek from your corpse. Don't doubt my resolve, brother. Okay, so, uh, so the brother. So, Jirig and Alsbarok, who is the bad guy, are brothers. Okay. Noting your sudden interest is that's just Russell's. The staff-wielding man smiles and again fingers the medallion half hanging from his neck. It cannot yet affect your permanent revision, he sneers, daring, turning to his, his glare to Jarag. But perhaps it is time we make things a bit more plain for your friend. A ghostly light erupts from the medallion half and washes over the chamber. You stare in dun dis stunned disbelief at the instantaneous and startling transformation comes over all present. 
where four men and Triggs stuck only a moment ago, stand five hulking silver claw trolls. All right, what on a, almost as rapidly as a transformation took place, the ghostly light fades. The five men once again appear human. But what is a silver claw troll? Silver claw troll. This is this intelligent and rare bead of troll is not often encountered on Swift these days. These trolls are easily identified due to the long and deadly silver hued claws that protrude from the tips of their fingers and toes. With an intelligence on par with humans, these creatures are particularly fierce and dangerous foes. The use of magic by silver trolls is not unheard of. These beasts are also known to possess the innate ability to resist magic. Monsters believe that this ability increases with the troll's age. Oh dear, I hope he's not really old then. I cannot fully affect this reversion with only half our father's medallion, says Alsbarok, clearing it, but no human, that this troll hunter of great renown is nothing more than a cowardly slayer of his own kin. And no time is at last caught up with he who has waged a disinuous campaign of terror and murder against his own flesh and blood. Jig scowls and raises his sword, taking another step towards the group of men. Pay him no heed, Soup, he growls. His claws are choked with the blood of more humans than you could ever count. I defend the helpless. He hunts them. Enough! Give me what is mine! You have forsaken your claim to it! I won't spill your blood. I don't murder my own skin. But I will see you dead by the hand of those lacking any such compunction. Don't force my hand! A glutteral scar from behind seems to lend credulence to Alsborough threats. Both you and Druig turn and behold a group of eight large wolfkin lope into the chamber through the opposite arch. The savage creatures draw up to their full, fearsome heights and appear to wait their, await their master's command. This fight is mine, Osborak, complains Jig. Soup is to leave here unharmed. You will honour that. You suit Jig a divisive glance and draw yourself into defensive position, making it perfectly clear to all present. Presently, you had no intention of going anywhere. A remorseless coward, sneers Osbrock. Even facing death, you're a defiant, unrepentant wretch. Kill them. Jig lunges Osbrock, striking out with his sword but it is intercepted by the three men at his opponent's side and hurled to the ground. The eight wolf wolfkin charge across the chamber and leap upon you and Jig, tearing at you with tooth and claw as Asbarok and the others retreat into the gloom beyond the arch. Jig staggers to his feet and presses his back against yours. The two of you struggle to fend off your bloodthirsty assailants. You cry out in pain as one of the wolfkin sinks his fangs deep into your shoulder. Seven damage. With your back pressed firmly against your egg, you work to counter the vicious attack. I fight a large wolfkin. Ooh, brutal stroke for eight damage. 
Alright, ooh, another brutal stroke for 16 damage. Oh dear, too many brutal strokes. The vicious growth creature tears at you a tooth and claw and is now slain. 22 HP. You quickly find yourself engaged with another of the savage wolf creatures. I fight another large wolfkin. Tears at me with tooth and claw, and it just did a couple of brutal strikes, so 17 damage each. Ooh, another brutal stroke for 10 damage. Another brutal stroke for 5, and is slain. 38 XP. One of the remaining wolfkin wakes its deadly claws down the side of your face. Stifling an agonised scream, you strike out at the vicious beast. I fight another large wolfkin. Ooh, brutal stroke for nine damage. Ooh, I enter into a battle wage. Ah, Stop trying to kill me all the time. 70 XP. You nimbly dodge a pair of swift strikes by the last wolfkin you face before launching an attack of your own. I fight the large wolfkin. Brutal stroke for eleven damage. Okay, keep going, keep... Oh, brutal stroke for ten, and it is slain. 103 experience. You turn to find Juig has just dispatched the last of the wolfkin he was engaged with. He places his large hand on your shoulder, looks you directly in the eyes. There's no time to explain now, he says, breathing heavily, his face streaked with blood, sweat and grime. You do not have to stand by me, Soup. This fight is not yours. Follow after the others and leave this affair to me. You look eyes with Jig, and without us through a word, reach out and initiate a shoulder cross. His harsh demeanour softens for a moment, and he returns the gesture, nodding glimly. So be it, he says, turning to face the arch through which Arsborak and the others have de- others departed. There is at least one last troll to be hunted. That finishes this scenario for 128 experience. Alright, next one. In pursuit of Alsborak. The light at the end of the tunnel is this scenario. There's the wee cap. Took that dust web, that, so we'll skip over it. Move along the passage beyond the arch, abreast of Jug Jig. Oh, Jig. As the two of you set off in the hopes of overtaking Osborak and the others, gradually the tunnel begins to ascend, and within a couple of dozen yards, you find yourself standing at the fork in the passage. Jig places his hand on his hips and carefully studies both lengths of the passage. Appears to be at a loss. Make anything of it, Soup? He says. One's got to be better than the other, I wager. Go left or right? Hmm, what to do? There's, there's, no, there's no way I'll use... Let's see, I'll use woodmanship. Oh, yes, yes, you can use it. It's unprompted, but you can use it. I use woodmanship for 64 experience to woodmanship. You bend down and closely examine the cave floor. You discover signs you, li- 
signs that lead you to believe Osborne and the others have took the left fork at this juncture. Yet that sometimes happens. Sometimes you can use a skill or power and it's not prompted. Usually, if you're in if you're in anything that's built by men, it's feathery. Uh, if you're in a wild area, it's woodmanship. Few other cases. There's one type you can use necromancy. Right, so I'll take the left fork. Jib nods in full agreement with your decision. And the two of you set off along the passage on the left, staying abreast. You advance cautiously through the gloom. You continually glance back over your shoulder as you go, wary of the fact that something nasty could sneak up on you from behind. After several minutes of slow but, un but uneventful progress, the passage widens and the ceiling overhead soars to new heights, was eating into the deep shadows far above. A distant bright dot stamps out of the darkness ahead, daylight. You exchange a quick glance with Jurek and the two of you pick up the pace, heading with a new hope for you and what you pray is an exit from this dark lair. Suddenly, you are startled by a sound from above. You look up and a horror fighter see ticks, large wolfian leaping off, off a high ledge. The sizable beast weighed down upon the two of you, apparently intent on crushing, crushing you beneath the bulk of their initial ambush. So I pick her number, that bonus of 59, 40 from agility, 19 from luck. Picking 117. You nimbly dodged the falling, falling attack, and only gazed by one of the creature's claws as it lands on the cave floor behind you. As the tri as a trio of beasts lunge at you, you spot Jimmy hacking, hacking at the other three with his sword. Whip into them, Zoop! He shouts. The first Lorfkin lunges at you, snarling as it tears at your throat. I fight a large Wolfkin. Because, I mean, this deep into a cave, I think I've killed all the small ones. <laughs> it's just wolf, wolf creature tears at you with tooth and claw and lays a particularly brutal stroke for 11 damage. Keeps ten, oh, brutal, brutal stroke for 7 damage and then for 9 damage. Uh, oh, nope, nearly done, nearly done. And slain. 22 XP. With no time to even catch your breath, you find yourself engaged with the second of these large wolf breaches. It's the second large wolfkin. Ooh, a brutal stroke for throw damage, and the vicious wolf creature tears at you with tooth and claw. Yes, both. Not one or the other, both. Ooh, a couple of brutal strikes there, and is slain. 22 XP. The large wolfkin bears its fangs and leaps for your throat. You fend off this vicious attack and counter with one of your own. Alright, I fight another large wolfkin. Tears at you, tooth and claw. Yes, brutal stroke, nine damage. Another brutal stroke for seven damage. And brutal stroke for five damage. And is slain. 23 XP. A heavy hand lands on your shoulder, and you turn to find Jig smiling, but nursing a 
nasty gash on his elbow. The fight things out the best in a lad like you, Zook, he says. Now, that's a surprise. Got to be a bit more careful, I say. The two of you quickly set off towards the distant light, keeping a wary eye overhead as you proceed along the remainder of the passage. You were within 50 yards of the, ca of the broad cave mouth ahead, when a large wolfkin suddenly looms into view up ahead, moves swiftly to intercept you. Alerted by a sound from behind, you turn to find another of the vicious creatures moving up from the weir. Creeping through the shadows, steadily closes on you. Oh, bother, says Drig in a tone that betrays his fatigue. Which do you want, Soup? Can't widely decide myself. I'll attack the wolfkin, closing in ahead of me. But first, a bit of healing. You stride bolt boldly forward to meet the advance of the wolfkin, moving up from the mouth of the cave. Jig turns and plants his feet, eagerly awaiting this, the arrival of the second beast. You don't have to go already eating him, scoffs Jif. The fur isn't worth saving from what I can see. Alright, I'll fight the wolfkin. Ooh, he tears it with a tooth and claw. And does a particularly brutal stroke for 12 damage. And he keeps tearing. Tooth. Oh, brutal stroke for 9 damage. Another brutal stroke for 10 damage. It's nearly down. Nearly. And slain. 23 XP. The death cries of the two wolfkin erupt almost simultaneously as you and Jurig make short work of your vicious foes. Without further delay and no exchange words, the two of you rush towards the light of day. You step out of the mouth of the cave and find yourself on the edge of a grassy clearing that is surrounded by a wall of towering firs. Standing less than 20 yards from you, in the midst of a swaying grass, is Osborock and his three armoured corpnots. Your now familiar, staff-wielding foe takes a step towards you. An exaggerated scowl, plainly visible, even at this distance. I would have been disappointed had you not emerged, he says, barely able to disguise the anger that makes his voice tremble. The wolfkin are dispensable, Osgerog, and obviously not up to the task. Sadly, you too are dispensable. Again, Osgerog repeats his demand. That Jurig hand, hand over to him the missing half of the medallion, his voice now vacant of any semblance of subdividory. I am not the murderer, Osborak shouts Drig. I am not the shape-shifting coward that sacks and slaughters. My heart isn't so black that I've never known the compassion of others. You are my brother, Osborak. Go now, I will allow you to live. Go now. And never return to these parts, or I'll hunt you like the beast you are. Osborak roars with rage and unleashes a verbal tirade at Jig in a glutteral tongue you do not understand. Jig snarls and responds in the same tongue. His words seemingly serving to anger Osborak. Well, the thing is, they can't. He can't really insult his mum because they have the same mum. So. That's one of the 
17 points off. Who knows? It might be, it might be one of those insults that's really specifically insulting to, to Silverback, to Silverclaw Twelves. Then, you die, he says, his contemptuous days fixed on Jig. The bodies of Alsbarok and the three men standing at his side shudder violently as they undergo a rapid and horrible transformation. In a matter of moments, four hulking silver claw trolls stand in the midst of the clearing, with what sounds like what sounds like at least a thousand to be at least a thousand howls suddenly break out of the forest surrounding the clearing, and you spot a large number of dark shapes moving through the trees on all sides. Jude does not appear at all phased by the transformation. Turns to your vista gorge your reaction and nods grimly. He then returns his steely gaze to the four trolls. Osborak, the foremost of the four silver claws, still clutches his wooden staff. The things you see when you don't have your troll bont, says Drig. That's that scenario finished. And getting me 256 experience to general. And again, once the scenario finishes, I completely heal. Which is going to come a going to be quite convenient in these coming scenarios because there's a lot of battles coming up, a lot of them. As you may as you may have guessed, I've got about a thousand werewolves to fight. All right, part twelve. The final battle begins. This scenario is called onslaught. I presume I'll be killing a lot of wolfkin. A lot of them. So maybe you shouldn't listen if you're a wolf fan. For me, these are also half men, so just emphasize the man half if you're a wolf fan. And if you're a man fan, emphasize the wolf half. There. Begin the scenario. Alright, that's the recap again. Once again, you've dust heard it, so I don't have to say that again. If this was a different episode, I would, but it's not, so I don't. A large number of wolfkin break cover and charge out of the trees that surround the clearing, howling widely as they move to surround you. Keep our backs tight and try to stay together, cries Jig. The savage vultures just closing on all sides. We're outnumbered, Soup, but they're the ones outmatched. Jig places his hand on your shoulders. And, and spins you round to face him. Staying erect in the yard, he issues your sport, you a staunch command. Do not spare Osborak, he growls. He is my brother, but I will slay him or die in the attempt. Give him no quarter. Watch yourself now. You turn from Chewig and note that a group of eight wolfkin have pulled in front of the rest and are now bounding towards you, closing in on that alarming weight. So, I could just wait for them to come to get here. Or, I could use archery, illusion, gating, or telekinesis. Hmm, what about gating? A swirling black void opens to your right and you quickly step into the void. You emerge moments later behind the charging wolfkin and launch a surprise attack on the cruel beasts. 
The attack from behind catches the eight Wolfkin completely off guard. The savage creatures struggle to defend themselves from the deadly fury of your assault. Of fighting eight Wolfkin at the same time. The vicious wolf creatures tear at you with tooth and claw. They keep tearing. Ooh, brutal stroke for eight damage. And they keep oh brutal stroke for seven damage and are slain. Twenty-one XP. Having slain the last of the enemies you faced, you turn to find Jurig is battling a particularly large group of savage wolf creatures. You rush towards him, eager to join the fray, but you're quickly intercepted by a group of four wolfkin that seem to appear out of nowhere. You dodge a series of nasty swipes, and stalwartly square off against the vicious beasts. Fight four wolfkin. As they tear at me with tooth and claw and are slain. 13 XP. Never gets any easier, does it? Slaps Jurig, rushing up to your side as the last of your foals slumps to the ground at your feet. The tall hunter turns his hardened gaze towards the four silver claws, just as another large group of wolfkin emerge from the forest and charge towards you, howling wildly. You catch sight of Allsbrook, now in the form of a hulking silver claw, waving about his wooden staff. The tip of the staff grows brightly. It seems as if the troll is somehow guiding the wolfkin attack. Jig presses his gap, his back firmly against yours, as the two of you firmly plant your feet and exhale sharply. A group of fifteen wolfkin loop toward, towards you, and you're certain Jig faces at least as many from the other side. As they draw to within melee range, the snarling wolf creatures slow their approach and attack you one at a time. Hmm. Yeah, that doesn't. That doesn't really seem to be a smart thing to do. One at a time. Hmm. Guess he knows how combat works in this world, where where you don't, where no matter how many foes have attacked in single combat, they can only you can only they can only do at most thirty nine damage in a single regular hit, and that's if they're eighteen plus and they're not. So yes, maybe he knows that. The first wolfkin snarls and attacks. You manage to fend off his initial assault and counter with an attack of your own. Tears with tooth and claw. Brutal stroke. Slaying. 24 XP. No time for a breather. You step away from the carcass of the slain foe, prepared to engage the next of your vicious enemies. The third wolfkin leaps through your throat. You manage to fend off his initial assault counter with an attack of your own. Okay, I've got fight, 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 fight. Okay, 28 XP. The fourth Wolfkin. Alright, here's number five. Fighty, fighty, fight, fight, fight. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Alright, number six. 34 XP. Number 7. 36 XP. Ooh, the XP keeps going up. 
Intel Tooth and Claw, 38 XP. Number 9, number 9, number 9, number 9, number 9, number 9, and it's slain. 40 XP. Right, take a bit of. Fortunately, you have a time. The bear. They dust enough. Takes them dust long enough to climb over them. Climb over the huge pile of corpses to give me a bit of time to heal. It's the 12th Wolfkin. Alright. Forty-five XP. Thirteenth Wolfkin. Unlucky for some, in which case the Wolfkin. First, who snarls and attacks, you manage to fend off the initial assault and counter with an attack of your own. Alright, tears with tooth and claw. And oh, forty-eight XP for slaying that one. The fourteenth. There's the 50. The last Wolfkin bounds forward and attacks. Manage to fend off his initial assault and counter with an attack of your own. And is slain for 52 experience. You step back from the carcass of the last Wolfkin and turn to find that Jirik has slain a similar number behind you. The two of you draw up together and stand shoulder to shoulder. Facing the four silking, hawking silver claws, still standing in the mist of the tall grass. Alsbarock tilts his head skyward and unleashes in a waged bellow, rattles your teeth. The snarling silver claw lowers his gaze and points the tip of the staff at Jake. Enough with the rats! he cries, sweeping his staff over the many corpses. The wolfkin now strewn about the grassy clearing. I don't suppose you've had occasion to sink your snake fangs into any silver claws of late, always, Joag. Perhaps not since the last time you heartlessly slaughtered your own kin. I was there, remember? And I spared you, shouted Jig, his face twisted into a broad sneer. It's a mistake I've since regretted. I was half-grown, snarls Asbuar. Even your black heart couldn't see through with it. Two more summers and I would no doubt have joined in a savage fate, my brothers and father. This is the creature you stand by, human. A demon unfit to exist among men, all trolls. Nothing will ever sate his lust for blood. Enough! Growls Jirig. Indeed enough, replies Osborak. The towering troll grunts stoutly, and two of the silver claws at his side immediately start towards you, their broad blades stucking, cutting wide strokes through them as they rapidly advance. Steady now, Soup, says Jig, as he squares himself against swiftly encroaching trolls, for better or worse. This is the end. 512 experience to general, and this scenario is finished. Conveniently allow me to fully heal.
before I have to face these great, big, enormous, huge trolls with actual weapons and, you know, maybe even tactics. Alright, so, part 13, The Underlings. This now is called Man Down. Hmm, there's only two men here. And admittedly, one of the men is a troll in disguise, but he, he's been a he's been he's been a man longer than he's been a troll. So if he says he's a man, then he's a man. Really? Yeah, he gets he gets to decide. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just you know trans species apparently. Apparently, it's, it's just better to be amongst men because men have pups. There are no troll pups that I know of. At least not the sort of trolls you get in this game. We probably have trolls, you know, in the sparkly, vibrantly coloured hair trolls. They probably have pups. And they have lots of bards and singing. Yeah, they're probably, they're, they're probably okay. If it was that sort of troll, he probably wouldn't have had to do all. That stuff. But no, he's a more traditional troll. Trolls in this game, so yeah, think things got dark. Right, so what is Man Down? I think it's probably Jurek who's the Man Down. Begin the scenario. Okay, so that's same page we just finished. Alright, now the adventure continues. You stand shoulder to shoulder with Trig as a pair of savage, sword-wielding, claws bear down on you. Trig mutters something incoherent under his breath as the trolls approach. Ouch and tightens his grip on the hilt of his blade. The embrace for what pretends to be, pretends to be a brutal melee. The troll on the white draws to within striking distance and lunges at you. I fight a sword-wielding silver claw. I've got enough. You've got swords and you're huge? What is this, Dark Souls? No, no, it isn't. <laughs> because I, I only died a few times. If I was playing Dark Souls, it would be the audio would consist of me yelling a lot and rage quitting and probably breaking several things as I rage quit hard, which is why I don't play the game. I play I play nice turn-based games where I don't need to worry about reflexes. Okay, the hulking silver claw slashes at you with his heavy blade. Keep slashing, slashing. Brutal stroke for 12 damage. Another brutal stroke for 7 damage. Insane. Hmm. Goodbye. 70 XP. The silver claw licks a painful bellow and toppled over. Its bulky form shudders and then becomes still. You turn to your left and sees Jirig on the ground, struggling to beat the weight of his savage blow. 
Suddenly, the great beast lands a death blow that instantly renders the tall hunter unconscious. As the silver claw pretend, prepares to whip out Jig's throat with his deadly claws, you leap forward and strike the creature. Your attack fails to substantially wound the troll, but does so to divert its attention from the helpless, from its helpless prey. You wearily assume a defensive stance as the mighty troll wars with rage and raises its sword to strike. Alright, it's a sword-wielding silver claw. Once more, once more. The, the hulking silver claw slashes at you with its heavy blade. Keep slashing, keep slashing, and I keep bashing. Brutal stroke for 8 damage. Brutal stroke for 13 damage. And is slain. 134 XP. You leap over the corpse of the slain silver core and rush to Duke's side. The troll hunter stirs slightly and moans weakly as he slowly regains consciousness, realising that he is in no condition to yet regain his feet, let alone wield his sword. You stand defiantly in front of him, glaring contemptuously at the two trolls still standing in the midst of the tall grass. The rogue wolf falls, snarls Asmurak, snarling something in, in troll tongue known to the beast next to him. May you find rest in whatever hellish hole welcomes you, Olsgurig. Olsgurag, kill this other human rat. The massive silverclaw next to Olsgurag grumbles and starts in your direction. The creature's heavy sword rests against its broad, festering test, chest as it stomps towards you, snorting loudly with each thundering step. That finishes this scenario with 256 experience rewarded. Okay. Next up is Horse Kawag. That is, is, I assume he's the number two. The second deadliest troll in the world. Or, or third. Depending on... Depend, or third when Jiri wakes up again. And wouldn't and doesn't mind being called a troll. Maybe he's already started. As, yeah, he's, no, uh, I, just, I don't think we should... I'll, ask, I'll just ask him. Whether he minds or not later. That's correct. Or maybe I should just call him Jig, because that's his name. Well, that's his name now. Used to be different. Begin the scenario. The massive silver claw is rapidly closing in on you. Your mind races as you contemplate your next course of action. Okay, so I can just fight him. Or I could use archery or necromancy. Now, which of the many, 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 many corpses around here will I revive? Let's just use necromancy and find out. Succeeded. 64x speed to necromancy. You call upon your power of necromancy. Hoping against hope, your dark heart will aid you in the impending battle. The 
results of your efforts are far greater than you could ever have imagined. The carcasses of the two slain Silverclaws at your feet shudder violently. They rise to their feet. The freshly animated undead trolls rush forward, following your unspoken command, and brutally assail your approaching foe. Horscrag manages to defeat the two undead trolls. Good. How tough is this guy? I mean, just, I mean, just one of them. Admittedly, I don't know how much, whether them being undead made them weak or not, but just one of them managed to knock out Jake. How tough is this guy? Sending them back to the feet of the un, two undead trolls, sending them back to the grave, but not for boys to sustain some fairly serious wounds. Not wasting any time. You charge forward to engage the wounded beast. The mighty silver claw roars with rage as it strikes at you with a sword as you draw to within melee range. Though wounded, this fearsome creature remains a deadly foe. I fight Wolf's Kurag. He doesn't have any special biography. I presume he is other survivors of of the clan, probably around probably around about Osborne's age. They've probably been friends for the entire time. Been get hoping out as they gathered his forces. He's generally tropping, been doing all he can to help rebuild the clan. And, and kill a lot of people. Lots and lots of killing. Begin combat. As Kuark slashes at you with his heavy blade. Ooh, devastating blow for 28 damage. Ooh, but I was stunned. When a sudden surge of energy overtakes you, and you lay a barrage of impossibly swift blows upon your enemy for 68 damage. Ooh, but he countered with a devastating blow, which smashed through my defences for 21 damage. Alright, ooh, and I, oh, I just had enough of these devastating blows. Blows, and um, trying to hurt Jig. And kill me, but mostly trying to hurt Jig. And all the bad things you hoped Osborne do. Alright, he. Alright, and one more hit, and is slain. 134 XP. An ear piercing death cry precedes Oskarang's unceremonious collapse. The towering silver core pitches forward. His bulky carcass striking the ground with the reverberating thud. Uh, I don't think I've got anything heavy enough to drop. Well, not anything heavy enough I would want to drop. Let alone lift up. To make that sound so... Just just imagine a really big thudding sound. Alright, and next. We'll step back from Morskawa's corpse. And stoop by Jig's side. The troll hunter is barely conscious... But suddenly his eyes open wide and he motions with his hand in the direction of Arsmorok. We turn to find the staff wielding silver cloth striding 
swiftly towards you. The end he roars as tines of energy tackle crackle from the tip of his staff. At last, the end! That finishes this scenario with 256 experience to general. Alright, so all that's left is to defeat him. Is to defeat Osbarak, Silvercrawl Troll, Jig's brother, and Bad Dude. So, part 14, a final stand. The snow is the Slayer of Men. Alright, let's. At least recap is short. So, I'll read it. You step back from Oz Karag's corp and stoop by Jig's size. The troll hunter is barely conscious, but suddenly his eyes open wide and he motions his hand in the direction of Osborak. You turn to find the staff-wielding Silverclaw striding swiftly towards you. The end! He roars as tines of energy crackle from the tip of his staff. At last! The end! And now, the adventure continues. The Silverclaw rapidly bearing down, down on you is a merciless, cold-blooded killer. Ghostly faces of the countless victims of his cruel claws and deadly magic plague even his most shallow of slumbers. There's hardly a waking moment to find his mind free from the haunting echo some blood-curdling scream forever scarred into, into his memory. He is Osborak, a fearsome slayer of men. So I can meet his attack, but there's a more fun options. I can use gating, archery, telekinesis, or illusion. Now I know what archery will do. Will do. I'll shoot him out. Gating. I'll open a portal behind him and give him and give him a surprise attack. Telekinesis. I'll. Hmm. That's I'll, I'll either throw something at him or just throw him. Probably throw him. What about illusion, though? I mean, he doesn't really look like he's the sort of person who can get distracted. What happens if I use illusion? Oh, it failed. I guess, I guess I'll, I guess the only way you can ever find out what happens is you, if, you, if you use illusion is to play the game. Yep, that's the only way you're ever going to find out. Unable to successfully perform your chosen action in time, prepare to fight the fearsome Silver Claw. Osborak charges into melee range, snarling viciously. Tines of energy crackle from the tip of his staff. The savage Silver Claw engages you. I fight Osborak. No, nope, he doesn't have his own little biography. Begin combat. Osborak slashes at you with his heavy blade. I am struck by a powerful energy attack for 14 damage. No, this is Auskarak. Oh dear, oh dear. That, I think there's a, there's a typo here. You are struck by a powerful energy attack. Or 11 damage. That, that's what should happen. Okay, I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to tell the G 
GM about this. I guess, I guess the sort of, most of the people who would play close enough attention to notice that will have quick stones. So they don't actually see the combat attacks. Alright, yep, yep. Definitely, I'm gonna have to make a little note about that. I mean, it's, it's not an issue, but it is a mistake. We'll start. He doesn't wield a heavy blade, he wields a staff. So, anyway, yep. And now, he is slain. 263 XP to general. Our Spirox staggers forward as a torrent of blood spills out of his fang-filled mouth. He mutters something in Twalkdon, and then his staff simultaneously bursts into flames. Less than a minute, all that remains of the mighty silver claw is a tall pile of black ash. Before you have time to contemplate the enormity of the of your victory, a new danger presents itself. At least a dozen silver claws, and perhaps twice that many, Wolfkin emerge from the forest and step into the clearing. A fearsome battalion of beasts war and howl, they set off across the field towards you, closing in. What an unnerving wait, waiting. Oh dear. He turns a glance back at Jig, but in that instant, a savage blow to the back of your skull sends you sprawling face first to the ground. You out before your head ever strikes the earth. I suffer 154 damage, taking me down to one stamina point. Oh dear, oh dear. Also, Osbrock, if you had a dozen silver claws, why didn't you just store for time, or, or retreat, or something, until you could get them to come here? I mean, this is the final battle. Have everything. Everything. Because if you're dead, you're dead. Why? How did these server calls? They turn up exactly thirty seconds too late to save them, to save their leader. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, you knew you knew which way this cave exited. And you should have you should have guessed that event that's that. That Jig at least would probably would be able to pursue you all the way through the cave. You should have had these guys here in advance. Uh, these villains—they keep doing that. They keep, they keep having, they keep not having their army separate. They keep having an other army just sitting there at the back that's not really doing anything. And then it only turns up when it's too late to make any difference. 
I mean, Scarback the Slayer in PG-1. I mean, he'd, he'd have been at the temple. I mean, he you know, still died, but it'd have been much slightly more difficult. Yeah. No, that, 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 they, they just... They just took half their force. Oh well, okay. Well, this is this is the most critical time in our plan. If we can, if we can just just keep this temple guarded and guarded for just a couple more hours, we'll have an enormous, unstoppable army. I'm bored. Let's attack a village. Says Starbucks there. And he says, "Yeah, let's attack a village." Ah! Yay for strategic stupidity! Woo! And then, and then of course, PG3. You had this massive army of undead that only assaulted after the portals were. At least in that case, the portals were spread about, so you could you couldn't just group all your army together. And honestly, I'm not quite sure how much command, how much you can, you know, control undead. Presumably, the only reason all the undead were going for that encampment, because that was where the only living people were. <laughs> were in any range. Everyone else has either fled for miles, or was in the encampment, or were dead. Those were the three options, but yeah. Yeah, still, here we go again. Massive army just turns up. Well, admittedly, maybe he called them. Thinking, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. I, mean, I think I can keep them busy for five minutes. But nope, he can only keep us busy for four minutes, 32 seconds. <laughs> yeah, admittedly, he... I probably would have arrived in time, usually. But if, you know, we weren't quite so badass. And admittedly, we might just have underestimated our badassness in my case, because of fantastic racing, in Jig's case, because of sheer disdain. Okay, okay, I guess... It, well, tactically makes no sense just to have a massive army just next to you, not not particularly doing anything. But, you know, but from a character point of view, yeah, it, it makes sense. Okay, okay, I'm satisfied. Please continue. You awake with a start to the smell of pungent smoke, throbbing pain in your head. The sound of men laughing. Confused, you prop yourself up on your elbows and survey the expected altogether welcome scene unfolding in the grassy clearing. Okay, is this heaven? Have I gone to heaven? Twenty yards away in the middle of the clearing is a warring fire, fueled by the blackened carcasses of both trolls and wolfkin. Okay, it is not heaven. Trolls and wolfkin. Definitely don't go to heaven. And I don't think you have carcasses in heaven. And only some trolls go to heaven. 
one of which I am personally acquainted. Several men, who you recognise to be border rangers, are busy tossing the corpses of the slain beasts onto the blaze. The toe of a warm leather boot roughly nudges your side and you turn to see Tanbar, with his eyes folded, staring down at you with a wide smile across his grimy face. Oh, I, I, I just thought about it. Maybe... Maybe he had sent all, all the rest of the army to just deal with the rest of Duke's camp. You know, so to stop them from, from coming to get, from gathering in together into one force. Okay, okay, that, that's, yeah, that's probably what he was doing. And also, presumably so he could just hold them hostage for ransom and say, Pass over the medallion, while slit all their throats. And I, I think Jigs the sort of person who probably would, who probably would would hand over the medallion in that case. He he he, he, he will he would he cares about his men that no, that no. Then, then he then he would kill Osbrock. <laughs> You missed all the fun, he smirks, reaching down and helping you to your feet. Good thing you woke up too. I was about to recommend you. They toss you on next. Don't devil our friend here, says Wheel as he strides up and initiates his shoulder cross. After all, he's the only man I know who now holds claim to having saved Jake's life. Some number you did on those silver claws too, I hear. You learned from Tanvar that we, Tanvar and we, left you and Jig to return to the camp. They found the other members of the company ought, making their way into the cave. In direct disobedience to Jig's order, decided to, to head after the two of you. Knowing quite well you are likely to face more danger than could ever have been expected. We came out of the cave and found a silver claw standing over you, and a small army of trolls and wolfkin about to over to overrun the both of you. Luckily, we had a nice open space in which to lay into them with our troll bonds. They're most effective against trolls, you know, but they're not bad at cracking skulls in general, and... All the credit's yours, then, says the young border ranger as, you, as he strides up and places his hand on Tanvar's shoulder. Surely you thought better of your fortunes when I showed up. In fact, I was as far as to say you looked a little bit beleaguered. Amongst all those beasts. Bite your tongue, lad, sounds Tanvar. And playfully placing his hand on the hilt of his sword. If you like to be at all beleaguered yourself, you'll press on with your charming sash. Sash. Okay. Okay. Merely, those Border Rangers turning up is sort of coincidence, because there is... There's not that many border rangers, and they've got a really big area to cover. But I guess all the fighting in fighting in the cave, and all the smelling of corpses. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't have heard anything from the cave, but. Hmm. 
I guess that ba- that fight that that battle at the end would have been really noisy. <laughs> and probably said, "Hey, there's a battle going on. Let's see what's happening." And then they just rolled up. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. That that's not. I'll, I'll accept that. I'll accept that. I can see to you, father. Smirks the broad. Smirks the younger wanger, throwing up his hands as he steps away. There's burnings to be done. Time myself for a few for the few moments it'll take to land you on your backside with only delay the clean up of this mess. Tanvar frowns and makes an obscene gesture in the young man's direction. As far as you can tell, it was done in the playful spirit of their exchange. Tanvar tells you that the nine brawler wangers arrived just after the company engaged the army of beasts and were instrumental in turning the tide of battle. He also tells you not a single man was lost during the brutal fight and every last wolfkin and troll was slain. You cry about Drig and Tarkova points to the far side of Creek where the troll hunter is speaking with several of the border rangers. You're about to head over to him when he suddenly turns and acknowledges you with a broad wave. He starts immediately on direction and he arrives with his arm extended to meet you in a shoulder cross. Drig, witness first-hand your selfless courage and your stunning victory over Arles Barak and his minions offers you his genuine praise and thanks, tells you he owes you his very life, and he will never forget your heroic actions. Several of the men in the company, including Tanvar Unreal, overhear him as he speaks to you. Their admiration for you, already quite high, grows immeasurably in that moment. Chance and circumstances, circumstances, they do our way, says Horn, but it's, but it's as, but it's as if all this was fated from the start. Not a particularly superstitious fellow, but know when the winds have been blowing my way. Well met, my friend, and thank you. Jig walks over and examines the tall pile of ash towards Asbaran. Bends on one knee, with his eyes closed, as he mutters a quick prayer over them. Then, reaches to the heap of ashes and extracts an iron chain which dangles a medallion. Medallion half the dead silver claw seemed to cherish so, and then reaches beneath his own shirt and removes the matching half of the cloven medallion. Slipping the iron chain from which it dangles over his head. No telling the unwest and bloodshed this thing has caused, he says, gazing down at the two halves of the medallion westing his large pile. Jig presses the two pieces of the medallion together, and instantly the surface of the copper trinket shimmers brightly. When the glow fades, a perfectly whole medallion, showing no sign of ever having been split, rests in his hand. You are genuinely taken aback when he hands the copper medallion to you. It's an unidentified copper medallion. This is the copper medallion that the vicious... Silverclaw or Spuak desperately sought to make whole. Such things are of little use to me, I'm afraid, he says. My own free will, I give it to you. I would think better, better knowing there's no chance now that Osbuak will ever slip it round his neck. Okay, I'm going to have to identify that later. 
Jig takes you aside and tells you he will now make plain to you the true nature of his relation to Osborak. You, you swear to secrecy in, this, in, in the matter. It relates to you something is never imparted to another living person. I was the brother of Osborak, he said, and our father was the fearsome silver claw raider, Wales of Ag. Osborak was the last of my living kin, and with this death, I can finally close the dark chapter of my life. He boldly asked if he's indeed a silver claw, and he is silent for several seconds before finally responding. One time, yes, he says all that purposely. Though I was then, is dead and gone. All that remains is what you now see. Perhaps some day I can explain further. But, but for now, that will be all that is said about it. You're a good friend, Soup. I'm glad to know you. Zig turns and watches the border rangers and a few of his men toss the last of the carcasses onto the burning pile. Time to wound up the company and head out of here, he says. After all, we're still in the thick of troll country, you know. 512 experience to general, finishing that scenario. But, oddly enough, not the entire Proving Grounds adventures. Because there's, there's two more parts to go. And part 15 is, A Hunting Ye Shall Go. But, yeah, we've got, there's, this seems like a good place to stop for now. So, yeah, fortunately I've healed. <laughs> healed after that, so now I can save. And next time, we'll go back to, we'll go back to just regular troll hunting. And possibly the hunting of anything else that just happens to get in the way. And we'll finish Proving Grounds 4, The Troll Hunter, which you have just learnt is true in more ways than one. How about that? <laughs> but anyway, until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.